Hi, you're listening to Cool Chats, the Cool Choir podcast, profiling the personal lives of our members across Calgary, Western Canada. You can find more information on Cool Choir by visiting coolchoir.com or at our public Facebook page by searching Cool Choir. Thanks for listening. Hi everybody and welcome to season two of Cool Chats. Very exciting. Did you like the new music at the beginning by the way? Took me hours. (laughs) Um, So we are shaking things up a little bit this season as well, hoping to try to develop the podcast a bit more, so get a bit more creative with some of the resources etc. But most of all I'm really excited to be kicking off season two today with a brand new podcast episode by Kate Matchett, one of our fabulous Inglewood Cool Choir members and dare I say it's one of our younger members of Cool Choir (laughs) Um, and not to offend anybody by the way and I just want to welcome Kate to season two of the Cool Chats podcast find out how she's doing today how are you doing today Kate? I'm doing well how are you Jamie? Well I'm enjoying the sunshine on this day of first of May I just realized it's the first of May how exciting and uh, (laughs) the weather is getting better and I've got out on my bike recently, uh, trying to lose some weight that I've gained through isolation. That's never going to happen. But basically, we're here to talk about um, you today, actually, and to learn a little bit more about yourself and what you've been bringing to the, to the choir, etc., and your fantastic experiences that you've had uh, as part of the choir, and uh, just to learn a little bit more about you, really. So how does that sound? Oh, awesome. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I know you are quite an interesting person. We're going to get to that shortly because you've got some very interesting subject topics to to sort of share with people, share knowledge of with everyone listening today. So that's very exciting. But first of all, I'm going to start with how I always start with people that I talk to on the podcast and just a little bit, know a little bit about who you are, where you've come from and how you came to join the choir. Tell us. Well, um, I started in January 2018, um, and I just felt this need to bring a little life to the winter. Um, and I actually just Googled, I Googled you guys, and, and you were the first thing to come up um, when I typed in Calgary Recreational Choir. And um, I've always lived kind of inner city. I went to school right by your um, uh, Hillhurst, Sunnyside location that you guys have there. So I've always been familiar with the area. So I actually went to Hillhurst the first time. Um, and yeah, as soon as I, as soon as I saw you directing, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm roped in. I love characters, Jamie. And I think uh, you might be a character in my books. <laughs> I'm a performance at the Jubilee Auditorium. And I think you were a bit of a star. Is that right? Well, um, yeah, I, well, no, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't define it that way, of course, um, but it, it was an awesome experience. I, I've i never had the opportunity to sing in front of people at that scale before. Um, um, you did sing quite an iconic song on the stage. Do you remember, do you remember what it was? Oh, yes. Um, Adele's uh, Rolling in the Deep, which, of course, is a song I've been singing since I was 15 years old. <laughs> Now that I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, she's such a, she's such an icon, such a legend um, to take on. I mean, super intimidating, but uh, quite the honor. And yeah, thanks for the opportunity. It It was incredible. 
Well, you certainly sang the royal backside off that song. That's what I remember. And people were very blown away. I mean, what an opportunity to for, for the rest of the choir to actually sing behind somebody with a voice as powerful as that. And you really did the song justice. That's what I remember. It's forever imprinted in my memory as a kind of a off-the-scale performance for us, really. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Like, that means a lot to me. Um, yeah, it's just wild. Just wild, Jamie. You create such a cool environment for people to try new things so thank you so much well I always try to kind of give people memorable experiences I always sounds a bit corny to say I know this but I always feel like well like when I started this whole choir thing this cool, cool choir I, my plan really was to make sure that people would have experiences that they would remember in their dying breaths. <laughs> I know it sounds very melodramatic. So when it's your dying breath, Kate, and you don't remember anything else, okay, just remember you standing on the stage singing, rolling in the deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if that's what you're aiming to do, you're doing it quite well. <laughs> a lot of memories already, so... Followed by buckets of vomit, I might add. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can use dying breath to sing a final note. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, as long as it's in tune, that's the main thing. <laughs> but now you've got um, some very interesting hobbies and interests as well. And uh, we'd like to, I personally would love to hear a little bit more about these today. Uh, and I know that uh, from when you emailed me um, prior to doing the podcast, and there were some subjects that you were quite passionate about that you really wanted to share with people so um in no particular order what would you like to share with us today particularly about some of your kind of outside interests oh always such a hard thing okay i am that person who's a master of none lover of all so i just i love a lot of things but um pretty close to the top of the list is of course yoga which i know you don't seem to love so <laughs> It's only because I can't get my right leg over my left shoulder. That's the reason. <laughs> well, then that's not a reason not to love yoga. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If I had to be filmed doing yoga, it would make the funniest TV show ever. I, I did try it with Henna. We did the Henna's Yoga for Breathing. She did a fabulous workshop a couple of years back, um, and there was a lot of stretching. And actually, you know what? I was just being a drama queen, because that's what I am, and that's what I do. Of course it was manageable, and of course I managed it, um, but I was quite out of breath by the end. <laughs> well, that's fair. You know what? It's not, and it's not for everyone, but um, it's been a really good passion. You know what? Actually, now that you, now that we're talking about Cool Choir and how I started, and it's so funny. I've spent a lot of my time in that kind of Hillhurst area in my life and I actually went to high school up the street and I would kind of skip some classes and go do hot yoga down at it's now Santosha but it used to be a Bodhisattva yoga right by where you do your Hillhurst choir there so spent a lot of time in that uh, area of the city over my life uh, trying new things I guess. <laughs> and the notion of hot yoga that particularly stresses me out now in the UK I know for a fact it's called Bikram yoga. I don't know whether yeah. it's known as that over here or just hot yoga, but oh. uh, you, you know, I hate heat anyway. So the idea of actually being stuck in a room of, that's like 40 degrees Celsius and am yeah. doing yoga, you can't imagine anything worse than me personally. <laughs> you would, you would, you would hate it. You, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And um, Bikram now has been um, uh, 
disgraced in the yoga community. So now anything that was called Vikra yoga is now a hot yoga. <laughs> Just I like had that. no idea. Now, okay, now you have my attention. I love a bit of gossip. Tell me about Mr. Bikram. What did he do? Well, obviously if it was really bad, don't tell me. But <laughs> Oh, no, it's terrible. But um, there's a Netflix documentary on it, if you're interested. I think it's just called Bikram. I can't remember. But if you if you look it up, um, he's just, he just took advantage. Basically, he lied about where he came up with the program from and then took advantage of a bunch of young, beautiful students. Like, you know, a lot of the stories in the news. Yeah, I'm getting the picture here. <laughs> okay, let's move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> yoga, no, not to not to um, take away from uh, yoga as a as a hobby, as an art form. Um, I absolutely, I'm in love with it. But if it's, um, I, I've heard you say a few times that you're not into it. So. <laughs> Well, do you know what it is? Because basically, and this is, by the way, I'm not blaming anybody else for this other than myself, is that I, I really am too heavy for it. And I do appreciate that a lot of yoga is very, um, it relies on your ability to be able to manage your own body weight. And I think there's a lot of that kind of uh, body weight stuff going on. And I think that's what puts me off. Mainly. Okay. And, and, and I know where you're coming from with that because I myself um, started yoga quite a bit heavier. Um, and, and I think that's just a side effect. That's not truly yoga. Yoga is about your own journey, your own body. Where you, Sorry, this is my little plug, if I may. Please do. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's about it's a personal journey that yes you share in a room with a lot of people and sometimes those people happen to be a certain form um but my yoga company we truly believe in yoga for everybody it's for every age for every demographic for every weight um it's wherever your body is today and you're on that journey so i would challenge that jamie <laughs> And I totally uh, applaud you for doing that in the same way that I challenge people who say, I can't sing. So That's I totally, right. totally understand where you're coming from. And I respect yeah. that totally. And you know what? I do need to give it another try. And, and maybe if there's a particular class that you could recommend, um, maybe I could come along with you and, uh, and then we can all have a good laugh together. <laughs> I would be honored. <laughs> but um, I mean, other than yoga, I mean, I love, we love to travel. My boyfriend actually, he works for WestJet. Um, so we've been lucky to have those flight benefits. I mean, until recently, <laughs> we've been lucky to have those flight benefits. They don't do as much good right here, right now. <laughs> so, so is he ground staff or does he work in the air or? He works at the campus. Oh. So okay. he's at, I don't know actually what he does, something digital. <clears throat> computer i don't know <laughs> look none of us know what our significant significant others do they go out to a place of work and you know they come in you, we have no idea what they do if anybody asks and let's just keep it like that <laughs> yeah exactly it's nice yeah all you need to know is that you get cheap travel <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to, to say that we we travel for food, we love yeah. eating, and we like cheap food too. Cheap travel, cheap food. Um, you know, uh, we love Calgary. I like to talk about Calgary, and I know you love Calgary, which I always think is so refreshing to hear your love of this city. I have to say. <laughs> Trust me, when you've lived outside London, you come to a city like this, it's like an hour and a quarter away from the mountains. I just love the city. I love the people. I just love everything about it. So yes, number one fan here. What do you love about Calgary? Okay, so I was born in Toronto um, and most of my extended family is from Toronto. Um, but I grew up here most of my life and having gone between the two cities, 
um, I, you know, growing up, I have, like, I lived in a suburb, um, nothing against the suburbs. I just, I grew up in a suburb and I always wanted to be in a different city. I was like, as soon as I get through university, like I'm out of here. Um, and then as I became a young adult and I've always kind of lived inner city since then, um, I've just fully gone 180. And, and now the more I travel, the more I love the city. It's, it's very odd to me. I didn't expect it, but I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I love the nature. I do love the people. I think the art scene is growing. Stuff like what you're doing is very cool. <laughs> Obviously, I love cool fire. <laughs> so, Shameless plug there. Shameless plug. Yeah. <clears throat> and actually, Calgary, you see, to me, and you talk about it being a city, at the moment, unless it you know grows in many years' time, which obviously it is growing, it doesn't really feel like a city to me. It kind of feels more like just a, a, a large or a big small town or a small big town. People talk about traffic and rush hour. Trust me, Deerfoot on a Friday afternoon is absolutely a walk in the park compared with driving through central London, not just on a Friday afternoon, but through any, any time, or New York City, or probably Toronto and Vancouver. So I think, Cal I think people do a lot of complaining here, but I don't think they realize that we have it really good here. Mm, it's such a perspective thing, and, and I do wish I had, so it's so funny, my first, so I've been working at the same place since I uni graduated university, and my first apartment was a mm, 15 minute walk away from my work, and. I just, I have no perspective for that commute, but my family being from Toronto and my dad, you know, doing the two hour commute each way, <laughs> it's just wow. like, he loves it here so much, just like, just like you coming from London. So I do love big cities, but um, yeah, never had a chance to live in one yet. <laughs> now, which part of the city do you, do you live in? So right now we are just in Winston Heights. That sounds very posh, Winston Heights. I have never heard of that. What <laughs> the hell? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of. It's the farthest we've been out of down to, but oh my gosh, we call ourselves the inner city, um, we've moved a lot, the inner city gypsies. So I've lived in Lower Mount Royal, Sun Alta, Bankview, Sunnyside, you name it. <laughs> wow, you could be working for Travel Alberta at this rate. <laughs> I wish, I would love to. I, I love this place, but yeah. But so a couple of other interests also that I know that you have, which are a little bit quirky. So British TV, have I uh -huh. got that right? British TV. Now, what, what do you love about British TV and what do you love specifically? Okay, so I think, and I think I was saying this earlier, I don't know if I cut out, but I love characters. Like I just, I think, I think British TV, and I'm not trying to toot your horn here. I mean, I mean, I think Canadians have a bit of the same sensibilities as I don't know the Commonwealth carryover or whatever. But it's it's drier, it's realer, and and they're they're not afraid to be. Um, I mean, there's a certain grit to British comedy that I think we don't get in North American stuff. And the wait. sarcasm and all that kind oh, of yes, the dryness. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I was watching last night. I was watching. Um, they've just started the new season of Ricky Gervais Afterlife, and oh. I just love Ricky Gervais. Just absolutely hysterical. Uh, I feel like um, it's just a it's an acquired taste for a sense of humour that you either kind of get or you get or you don't. But um, yeah, so I don't know whether whether what's your opinion of uh, Ricky and his comedy. Okay, I love him. I think he's a genius. Um, I put him right up there with the best of them. But, you know, and I think it came from, I haven't quite got into that afterlife one because I did find it very, very sad the first few episodes. <laughs> and I know that, um, you know, some of his other big hits like The Office, 
technically has a bit of sadness to it as well, you know, which is what makes it so brilliant and funny. Um, but, you know, I grew up watching Monty Python, Mr. Bean. Do you, Jamie, do you remember the show Keeping Up Appearances? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, here's something you need to know about me now. Keeping Up Appearances is my favourite British TV show of all time. Classic British TV. Hyacinth. Oh, my God. I swear I could recite half the script every time she picks up the phone every time she answers the door anyway sorry i'm getting carried away it's not about me (laughs) that is what like with my grandparents growing up they lived quite close by i would go over there on weekends and just watch british like keeping up appearances and i remember finding it quite funny (laughs) even when i was like i don't know eight (laughs) the long-suffering richard (laughs) (laughs) yes yes I think that's what kind of like formed and then I don't know yeah I love sorry love Ricky Gervais love did you watch that Fleabag the new one yes we did watch it earlier in the year yes I thought that was absolutely fantastic and we're also watching something at the moment called This Country as well this called This Country which is uh, again another fly on the wall extremely British dry comedy kind of profiling life in the country for two 20-somethings who have absolutely nothing to do with their lives and how they fill their time. So very, very funny as well. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Um, Sorry, I could go on forever about British TV, but one other that like, I I don't know if if you know it or like it, but did you ever watch The Peep Show? No, I didn't actually. No, I never watched that. And are you familiar with David Mitchell at all? Like he's on What I Lie to You a lot. I know David Mitchell. Yes, I do. The comedian. Yes, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I could go on forever, but I just, you guys, you got the humor down and... (laughs) Well, it's funny because I walk around sometimes and I say things and um, sometimes I'm in, a, I'm in a choir rehearsal and I, I forget that I'm living in Canada now and I'll, like, I'll say something that is a little bit off the wall, as you know, firsthand. Um, or I'll say something that maybe a portion of the room of people might, might get the humour and you get kind of, you know, 50% of the room going into laughter and the other 50% turning round at the people who are going into <laughs> laughter and wondering why they're laughing. So I know. So I, yeah, it's, it, it's a funny thing actually, but I, I have to say I, I do enjoy Canadian humor as well. And I, I actually think as compared with say American humor, for example, which I just don't get at all. There's only one TV show, American TV show that I particularly love and have watched religious, religiously because it's so sarcastic and dry and that is mom have you ever seen mom m-o-m mom just love that it's a story of a group of alcoholics where of course you know it stars alice and janney and um and it and it kind of she's the mum of her daughter um who's had had this terrible upbringing they were both alcoholics and then they kind of get into this sisterhood and it's just very very funny i just absolutely love it it's called mom um so i that's the only american tv show but i do um, i find canadian humor much closer to british humor some of the stuff that I see um, on, on TV and stuff. And I see, yeah, I, I really get that. And I appreciate that as well. Now, in the people, do you notice that too? Is that because, I, I mean, I guess, you know, when you're from a place, it's hard to pinpoint what's unique about the humor. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's interesting you mentioned people so I think living somewhere like Calgary or particularly Alberta um, I mean it is known people are known to be a bit more reserved here probably probably one of the reasons why I stand out as being so damned inappropriate here <laughs> sometimes I say things and people like look at me like oh my god we're, we're not used to having somebody like this living here <laughs> 
<laughs> everyone's so reserved and kind of you know a bit less quirky so um, that's probably one reason maybe I stand out a little bit but uh, no I think uh, I, I just think about Canada as a whole the humour in general really um, I see some funny where I see it most is in some of the they do these kind of um, commercials there was one I saw something on Facebook last winter it was for and they were they were kind of mocking the whole Canadian weather kind of thing and you know and oh my god they were getting excited because today was going to be a zero degree day and it's not <laughs> minus 50 anymore or something and I just thought it was just so funny I just loved it and I love my favorite Canadian comedy TV show which I know is years old is just for laughs I just oh, yeah. love that oh I could watch that 24 7 and they always show it on airplanes wherever you go in the world they always show that and I just love it um can you do a Canadian accent <laughs> oh my god <laughs> could you give me some warning for this <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, it's, you must have read my mind because when you were talking about growing up in Toronto, um, <laughs> I realised that the word Toronto is spoken in a particular way, which is very Canadian. Like as a Brit, I say Toronto, but you guys kind of say Ranel, Ranel, <laughs> sorry, Ranel, and it's sorry, that's come really, really bad, Ranel, Ranel. How do you say it? How do you say it? Toronto. Yeah, but you kind of you you don't do pronounce like the that. T, do you? The well, the second T. It's Toronto. It's Toronto. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's so funny. Um, I've been doing the world's worst British accent for most of my life. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many regions, but I'd be I'd be open to hearing <laughs> any one of them. <laughs> That's the thing. This is not any one of them. <laughs> oh, okay. It's that bad. Um, if you'd like to hear it. I would love to hear it. Hello, is the Pope Catholic? Do bears in the woods? <laughs> okay, prepare yourself for a whole nation to hate me. <clears throat> Bloody hell, is that me letterbox? <laughs> oh, we're talking Cockney here. That was impressive. Is the, and you even got the actual um, regional uh, wording correct because you said me letterbox as well. Oh. Very impressive. You have been watching too much British television. You really have. <laughs> Not enough for me. Now, oh. foreigners understand me very well because I speak what we call Oxford English, so I don't really have a dialect. So, like, what the example you gave was from real Cockney London. Now, where I come from in Manchester is like Coronation Street territory, so it's like, all right, love, I'll have a, I'll have a pound of your, I'll have a pound of your best tomatoes, please. Um, and that's very Coronation Street kind of Manchester. Um, but I speak what we call Oxford English, so foreigners love me because even if English is not their first language, they, they always understand me impeccably. So, right. You know, even all the nonsense that I speak, they still understand that as well. Now, now one of my um, friends who I was in yoga teacher training with, she lives in, oh God, I'm going to forget. It's very beautiful. There's cottages there in England. And she sounds like she's a National Geographic speaker. Is that oh. Cornwall? She lives in Cornwall. Very nice. Cornish, that's the Cornish coast. Beautiful. Home of the uh, pasties. <laughs> okay. Or do they have a posh accent? To me, she had a very posh accent as well. No, not oh. really. <laughs> they say they speak like this. Or, 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 or Cornwall. Cornwall. I'm going to be a gracious pasty. No, that was Irish. Forget <laughs> that. I need to practice that more. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Sorry, I thought, okay, maybe um, that was just me then, associating the one person I knew from Cornwall with a... <laughs> 
But, you know, um, I was going to say to you, actually, there's, a no, there's another sort of area of interest. I'm sure you've got lots of other uh, kind of areas of interest as well that you uh, feel fondly for. But one of them, I, as I seem to recall, was drag. So tell us a little bit, a little bit, a little bit about that, because that's really fascinating. Okay, I am obsessed. So it's been about a six-year obsession. Well, actually, my whole life. Um, I, I grew up, again, watching Dame Edna, which I thought was British until I learned it was Australian. I don't know if you're familiar with Yeah, I do. Dame Edna, yeah. <laughs> so you knew that she was Australian? She was Australian? <laughs> no? Okay. Did I did know. I knew, like, I knew she was ba uh, Barry. Was it Barry? What was his name? Barry, um... Yeah. Anyway, but I do. I know Dame Redner Everidge, yeah. Okay, so I just always thought, growing up, I mean, I, I can't even remember the first time I saw Dame Redner, so I was just thought drag queens were hilarious. And even, you know, RuPaul is such an icon now and has created this insane subculture of, like, a whole economy of drag now. Like, they have two different drag cons a year, one in New York, one in L.A. Anyways, he's just... She, she, um, RuPaul doesn't care which pronoun you use, just for clarity. Um, um, he has created this empire, and but I even remember growing up just thinking he was hilarious, and I always loved Supermodel of the World. And then in my 20s, of course, Drag Race started to become such a phenomenon. And then I started um, kind of traveling around American cities and going to these drag shows and then meeting these drag queens. And oh, it's just one of my favorite art forms because it's about transformation and just like color and vibrancy and, and comedy and, and song and singing. And it's, I love drag. <laughs> a lot of miming as well, I might add. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, you know, growing up, I mean, I just love dancing around the house. I love pretending to be a drag queen anyway. So it's been, you know, when I, my, my boyfriend described it, I was like, this is how men feel watching sports, is how I feel watching <laughs> Now, Caitlin, I have a question for you. Are you sure you're not a, a gay man dressed up, you know, dressed as a, as a woman? <laughs> Ah, uh, today, yes, I, I am sure, but if I... With this inner passion for drag, you know. Oh, I, love, I just think it's a celebration of life, and it's a celebration of you can be whatever you want to be, you know? I agree. I absolutely agree. The idea that you can be whoever you want to be, isn't that just the most important thing? Mm-hmm. Do, do you, have you seen any live drag shows? Or? When I lived in Manchester, so I lived, um, there was a there's, a, there's quite a famous street in Manchester and it's called Canal Street, mm. um, which is slightly unfortunate because one day somebody with a lot of time on their hands went up to the signpost and removed the C. <laughs> um, and, and then and then removed the S from street. So put them together and you got something a little bit different to what it was supposed to be called. But anyway, the, the, actual, the, actual, the actual kind of um, street itself, you've noticed I'm moving on very quickly here. Um, the actual street itself is basically one mile of, or three quarters of a mile of kind of gay, res gay restaurants, bars, nightclubs, and that kind of thing. Um, so in my roaring 20s, you know, I would kind of go there and spend a bit of time there. And I did on a couple of occasions go and uh, see some drag shows. Not always necessarily intentionally. Sometimes you were just in a bar and then, right. you know, there'd be this big, big eruption of drag. And that was very typical uh, then and still is today. So yeah, I mean, I haven't... I'm don't think I'm as quite as experienced in drag show viewings <laughs> as yourself um, but um, I certainly appreciate them and like you said the costumes particularly in some of the parades and things that they do during the LGBT you know the costumes are just so effervescent 
Oh, amazing. I, I was lucky enough. I did. I actually went to Pride in London in so Soho. Soho? Yep, Soho, that's right. Yes. Yeah. It's called uh, Old, uh, I've forgotten the name of the street now. They do now Old Something Street. Um, anyway, that's all right. Carry on. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It was it was years ago, and um, yeah. Old Compton Street. That's right. It's called Old Compton Street, which again somebody renamed that to Old Codger Street, which always made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Very British humour again. I know we never stop. <laughs> so, what did you think of the Pride Parade? Um. Oh, I absolutely loved it. I was, and I mean, I think that was the first time I had travelled. By myself outside of the country this would have been maybe seven years ago and i was there with my friend who was living in london at the time and you know it was just the colors the music um yeah amazing yeah Thank you so much for sharing uh, some of your kind of quirky interests and passions and hobbies today. And you are very much a, a truly valued member of the Cool Choir community. And I know that after this podcast, people will be coming up to you and uh, wanting to have a chat in more detail about all these really, really cool things. So oh, thank you. Well, so I'm always available to chat. And I just want to say thanks, Jamie, again, for I think you bring a lot to the city. So I really, really appreciate what you do and how you do it. Thank you. That means everything. <laughs> I'm not sure everybody would agree with that, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my take, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and that's all that matters right now. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see you soon at rehearsal, okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you, and bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Cool Chats today. We look forward to welcoming you back soon for our next episode, profiling the lives of our beautiful cool choir community across Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Until then, sing loud and proud everyone. <laughs> <laughs>